Could that just put him over the edge? I'm not too sure. I don't think they did well. He's a bully. I'm just so sick and tired. I'm hanging on a wire. A foot over the fire. And it's burning like a feeling inside. Done with the same cliche. Done with the day after day. There's got to be a way. Now is the time to break the tide. I'll live. I'll die. He didn't get fired. He didn't get fired. No, he didn't get fired. He never got his contract renewed. Oh man, hey, we're getting the double action, man. So good to be back. That we we ended last season. Uh we're we're getting some double feedback here, eh? Are we? Oh yeah, I hear the music. Okay, guys. I'm not uh where where are we going here? Oh give me a sec here. Come off. Okay, let's see. You know what that might be? That's your back feedback from from our live stream. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> First show of season five, always going off with a hitch. I love it. Cheers, everyone. <laughs> okay, guys. Right now, I apologize. I have no idea what's happened. Um, something has totally messed up on us here. We'll give it a second. We'll figure it out. Everyone, we're glad to be back. But yeah, I, uh, difficulty. Um, are we going to play know, the whole Penny Billionaire songs? They're pretty awesome. It's a pretty good album. Pretty good song. <laughs> so I'm not going to lie. It's good background music, but yeah, but I, I, oh, I can't go. talk when it's overlapping. Okay. What's, what's you. happened to StreamYard here, man? We, we got to fix StreamYard. I hear you. No problem. There's nothing on my end now. We're good. Evan, you want to share? We're good. Okay. I'm, I'm getting in from somewhere else. Okay. No, no, we're not good. I keep hearing you saying same thing, man. Um, yeah, this is going to be really difficult because I keep hearing myself repeating. So I don't know. I must have something on my screens. Should we restart? Yeah. Uh, Okay, guys, give me a second. Uh, give me a second. Uh, you can go ahead and talk, and you can just hear uh, yourself going through, and let me see if I can figure this out. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to Season 5 of Two Guys in Hockey Talk. We are back, baby. We have a lot to talk about in the world of hockey. We've got a lot going on, a lot upcoming. The season has not started, but players have started arriving back in the cities that they played for. So you're starting to see practices for teams getting going, getting ready, the ice is getting ready, all of the logos, it's, it's exciting time. A lot of uh, teams are revealing kind of their finalized rosters. There's still a few uh, teams tinkering because they're a little bit over the cap, So, but we are excited to bring you all the news. As you guys heard, Petty Billionaires, they're amazing. They are our uh, musical sponsor. They're amazing. Go check them out on Spotify, YouTube. They're incredible. They've got some great big bangers. We love them. Check them out on Spotify. We also want to shout out to Sports Empire, one of our great partners. They have a great selection of shows, all sports related. Everything you want to cover. Wrestling, they got you covered. Football, football season's coming up here in the next little bit. They got you covered. MLB, they got you covered. Freddie and that whole team, Gene, they got you. They got whatever you need. So you tune in and you check them out. You give them a follow. Also, JR Web Designs, we got a great website. We work with them on getting our two guys in hockey talk blogs. We've got a lot written. 
We're getting more through the pipeline coming up. It's great. If you want a web design and if you want a good job and you want to promote your business, yourself, whatever it may be, you get on on JR Web Design and you get up there and you can check out some of the articles that we've been on plus our live show that goes live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. It's great. We talk all things hockey. We got a jam-packed season so far up to pretty much the new year with a lot of great guests coming on and we've got some great informative articles about top defensemen what's happening in the khl what are the oilers doing with some of their young prospects and evan talking about his rev top 15 because now that the draft has gone to 2023 who's 2024 <laughs> it ain't bernard anymore so we're gonna go through that evan's got you Woo! hooked up with that just you wait and as always remember to have a beverage grab it cheers everyone Jory, it's a pleasure. Welcome to the show. She's a gem. Works for Sports Empire. She's wonderful. Hey guys. Hey guys. Hey. So uh, I dealt with a few. Listen, this, this is what's crazy, man. What do you get going on? First show. First thing we started off with. This is the problem. But it was my end because I had my window open to be able to show you all the different sites and the wonderful sponsors. And at the same time, I had our YouTube channel opened up, so I was hearing the repeat about five seconds behind. So. All right, Jory, Keith, Freddie, man, thanks so much. And again, guys, make sure you get over to the Sports Empire Network, a great group of folks. And um, you know what I love is that even though some people may not call it wrestling, they actually have stuff. For example, celebrating Brian Bray Wyan's uh, five greatest moments. So they got some incredible stuff. Uh, so Pavel's over there. He's got some posting up as well. Check it out for all you folks that love all types of sports. So. Um, all right, let's get into a whole bunch of stuff that we want to talk about uh, this week. Um, before I do that, let me give you a quick uh, synopsis of what's coming up. We have some incredible guests. So next week, we have Paul Amita. He's the president of Zorkan. Uh, they are a sports school and sightseeing tours. He also formerly was with TSN 1260, who is now defunct at the end of the last uh, playoff last year in the Edmonton sports scene, as well as he formerly was also uh, on the local television stations and such. So we're looking forward to having him on. He's got some great takes really uh, out there on Twitter. Uh, the following weekend, we are excited to have Tab. Tab Bamford, he is a professional hockey writer. He is the lead writer for Bleacher Nation with the Blackhawks. He's a columnist at the fourth period, which all of you uh, are familiar with in hockey. Then on the 27th, we have Nick Zarius. He is a co-host of the Liberty Blue Pod for the New York Rangers. I told you guys, we're going to get some folks in that maybe you guys haven't actually heard recently. Then going into October, we got Hunter Hoodies. He's with Hooked and Locked on Penguins. So we're going to be talking Pittsburgh Penguins with him. Then coming up, we have Tom Gazzola. So this was Pavel's booking. So Tom, <laughs> if you're catching any of this, uh, thanks for uh, at least giving a shout out here to my buddy Pavel. And uh, joining us, we're looking forward. So formerly he was uh, worked, did a lot of work with the Edmonton Oilers organization, as well as he was with Team TSN 1260. I'm sure if he hasn't already, he's landed somewhere else, but we got him booked. And then going into the 18th, we have Jordan Hall of NBC uh, Sports, Philly and journalist. So Key, you might actually recognize him. And then we have Adam Proto. Guys, if you go back to the paper of the Hockey News back into the 90s, we have Adam Proto. He was one of the writers and still is a writer for them, and he is with the full press. So he has some interesting information that he's going to be sharing. And then we have uh, – her name is Doreen Viatelli. She is a sports reporter for the Czech uh, Republic, and so she has some great information and then we also have Alec coming back, our first repeat guest from last year. Alec at Five for Fighting podcast. He was a great nice. read. Um, yeah. In the meantime, I have fixes in right now to talk professional women's hockey. And one of the best in the business right now reporting. We have three other guests, maybe you're coming back from last year. And we have three NHL, former NHL, AHL folks that could be lined up. They're not all set. So we got about probably about a half a season's worth of guests for sure already in line. So I know that's a lot of raving on and going up about stuff. Uh, but I also want to let you know that we will be bringing on the Sports Empire Network, some of their 
hockey folks. So Kyle, I see you on there, man. This year we're making it happen. I'm going to be booking you in. So you'll be coming on just before Christmas. You didn't even know that, bud, but you're coming on. Soon. <laughs> you, you and Kyle me. where he has to be. He's, yeah. he's, I, you know what he is? He's chomping at the bit. And if you guys get that joke, it's because that's his podcast. He's chomping at the bit of being on the show. So we're looking forward to that. No, he excellent, loves the Bruins. The Bruins. What are the Bruins going to look like? We're going to go through all through 32 teams, not today, but through the next little oh, bit. Yeah, it's, it's, a little bit some time, it's a lot, but we have a yeah. lot of topics to get through. So Evan, I know you wanted to dive deep into some of the stuff. So let's Ooh. get going. Okay, man, let's, let's do it. Okay. Uh, the, the talk right now, of the off season was Connor Bedard, right? Coming in. We all knew it was, was my going beautiful hair, girl. my beautiful, uh, what's it called? <laughs> hockey hair. Well, hey, I gotta I say, I like the trim. I'm still waiting for my PTO. Yes, and the beard. Yes. I'm waiting for my PTO. Yep. Where is it? You know, if Sam Gagne can get a one. <laughs> just remember, uh, you know, uh, getting a PTO is, is actually a tryout. <laughs> so uh, not sure that I you're think it's BAD for the team that signs me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but go ahead. Okay, go ahead. okay, guys. So Connor Bedard and Connor McDavid. Both at the BioSteel camp, which is made for an off-season training. Um, so that camp has become quite familiar to a lot of folks. They're always trying to get the latest of what's happening. Um, so Connor McDavid was videotaped doing workouts with Connor Bedard, and it raised the eyebrow of a lot of folks who are fans of the Edmonton Oilers and Connor McDavid. Now, here's what happened. They're worried Connor McDavid as a captain is sharing his secrets of what makes him so great to Connor Bedard. Um, Pavel, give your take on that one. Oh, come on. <laughs> what a silly, silly take. That, that's the conspiracy uh, theory, uh, you know, hole that you don't want to go down. What secrets yeah. is he telling? Is he inspiring him to be a better leader? Did McDavid not learn from maybe leaders like Jonathan Taves or Sidney Crosby of how to be the best of the best, how to deal with, you know, and I'm sure Connor Bedard already knows this, but like how to deal with the media, how to deal with yeah. difficult situations, how he's going to deal with a team in Chicago that may not be the best, albeit they picked up some people, you know, Corey Perry, uh, they brought him in, Nick Felino, they signed him for a one-year deal. Is it going to help them in terms of, getting over the hump in terms of being a little bit competitive, it's going to be tough, right? And especially coming into the league, it's a big thing. If everyone recalls, when Connor McDavid came into the league in his first year, he had a broken collarbone and missed out on his call, right. right? you got to be mindful of the, how the NHL plays. It's different than as Connor Bedard played with the Regina Senpats in the WHL. It's going to be a different beast. Guys are going to be coming at you. There's going to be physicality. So I think it's a little bit of a nothing. But, I mean, sure, if you want to give in to the – to the conspiracy theorists there, Evan, feel free to jump in and, and share your thoughts because I really think that it's 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 much to do about nothing. Well, it's interesting because there are things that Connor McDavid does better than anyone else when it comes to some of his training. But I just want to bring a highlight to people. They've been training together for the last 20 years. People in the old days of the 80s and early 90s didn't want to trade off-season uh, traits, but everybody knows them. Just that certain people sure. are having more success with different stuff. So, yeah, if that's one of you out there, uh, just understand it's not a big deal. And believe me, Connor Bedard is not. I remember Yannick Perot. Some of you guys remember he came in the same time as Eric Lindros. He was a sensational centerman with faceoffs. And Sidney Crosby in his rookie year actually came up to the faceoff and he goes, Hey, you going to show me some tips? How, how do you do that? Do you lean in? Do you do this? And he's asking questions right there on the ice in an actual game. Can I, can I share a fun story? So there was yeah. something when Trevor Zegers came into the league in his first year after winning the World Juniors there uh, and gold for Team USA. So he came in and he, I guess he was making some bets against the Edmonton Oilers. And when he went to line up against Leon Dreisaitl, he's like, hey, can I bet you 20 bucks or 50 bucks or whatever the amount was that I'll beat you uh, at center ice? Like, I'll beat you on this face-off. And Dreisaitl said, who the hell are you, kid? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it is true though, right? I mean, th this is what they do. And if you're smart, you are going to try and pick up all the traits. So anyway, oh, um, Anyways, now, how I, I look forward to it, but again, yeah. Connor McDavid has big shoes to fill in terms of what came before him. Connor, Connor Bedard, Bedard has what? No, no, I know. Let me get to my point. Connor okay. McDavid <laughs> has a lot of shoes to fill. I mean, he's already in the seventh, eighth year in the league, ninth year. And Connor Bedard has a lot to prove in his first year in the league. So, yeah, Pump the brakes, right. everyone. It's not that wild. That being said, it may shock some fans, but Connor McDavid also practices with Austin Matthews 
in the offseason oh. in Arizona. Yeah. Oh, don't go getting the Maple Leafs fans going now. <laughs> oh, well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay, so since we're on some of the – before we get to some of your more NHL guys and some of the storylines and things happening, things we're looking forward to, um, I do want to mention – so you heard off the top um, about our, my Revs 2024 NHL top prospects. So over these next – before the season starts, I'm going to be putting a release out. Um, so Some people are saying, well, well, how do you know? And you don't know. And, and the truth is, you're right. I don't know. Other people don't know. It, it, it's all an estimate of how you follow analytics. So I, I want to explain something to everyone so they understand whether it's me or someone else. One of the things that I did early on is I watch for growth curves. So if you're looking on the curve bell, right, it does not indicate they're going to be a world superstar, but it is one of the best measures of a great player at minimum. And I'm going to come to this because in a minute, I'm going to talk about Mishkov versus Demidov. Um, now, yes. however, uh, th this requires a continuing growth curve as they move up a level. So each year you got to get better. So hence, there was some concerns about Wright not doing as good the next year. But the problem was they couldn't estimate because of the lockout and not actually getting a full season in. Now, if you want to look at that growth curve, all you got to do is look at people like Tim Stutzel, right? You have to look Stutzla. at someone like Stutzla. Uh, look, look at back to a routine. I correct you. So, hey, hey, by the way, the so, so by the way, last season at the end, you were sitting there saying how bad I am at names. I didn't even call you out on yours because you say Athenusa. You didn't eat. Who's Athanusa? So, exactly. Exactly. I, Who is I he? I never said Athanusia. Athanusia. You didn't even say it, man. You had it wrong. So I oh guess this year, goodness. guys, we're going to go in a rant because I'm going to call him out on every single name. Okay. Please so let's do. go to Drive Seidel. So Drive Seidel, when he was uh, working uh, and playing for Mannheim, he in 29 games, he had 97 points. Now, I know at the same time, one of his best friends showed well, but here's the difference. Leon comes to North America and continues the growth curve. If we go back and we look at even someone like Ryan Nugent Hopkins, okay, he's not a world superstar beater, but he is a top six player. He's a top six. So he's a second line centerman or a winger or a top line winger. And the guy only continued to continue to grow. Even at 29 years old, he's scoring a hundred points. Now that's going to be an off liar. I, but the point is, there's ways to follow that you can see, and that's how I look at the players. So enough said. Let's go talk about that with Mishkov and Demidov. Right. So a lot of people are making this huge fuss. So whatever you've read, and I've been sharing some on my Twitter, so you can follow me at Revenev, or you can follow Pavel at Hockey underscore two. Um, but in mine, you're going to need see me reposting some of the stuff of what people say about the Mishkov Demidov thing. In fact, I'm sure you're going to have an article coming out from one of our writers, uh, Patrick Conway, who follows all things KHL. Uh, he's got some great stuff, by the way. So go into twoguysinhockeytalk.com, check out the blog, and make sure you uh, check in there and make it one of your bookmarks. But in there, if you look at Demidov, guy, everyone's going, how much bigger he is? How much this? Guys, he's not. He is not that much bigger. He's one inch. And he actually weighs three pounds less. But people are saying how he's much bigger and that he's a centerman. That's the difference. And the both. other he thing is center and, and right wing. So he can play yeah, both yeah. sides. But he is truly a centerman. So up to this date, um, which we all know, the difference is if you're a winger, you're probably not moving to center at this stage. So, but the difference is, is if you look at their numbers up to age 14, Mishkov was behind. But from 15 on, Mishkov numbers are crazy. And even if you look at their KHL numbers playing for the MHL team, you're going to notice the same thing. So, guys, calm your horses. Last year, Mishkov only got a handful of games. Last year, there was two games for Demidov. This year, there's probably only going to be a max of five or six. And then Mishkov's going to be stepping in. They want to test him before they set him down to their minor system. That's all it is. Work with it, man. Work with it. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> that's it? That's that's your rant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, where you go? Pavel, good man. I'm not a fan of our goaltending situation. Ray, it's great to see you. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm pumped to see the New Jersey Devils. They are an exciting team to watch. And I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if they made some uh, headway this year. They signed Tyler Tafoti to a very cheap contract. 
They re-signed Timo Meyer. I know how you feel about that, Evan. You didn't like that deal with what he performed. No, nope, still but, don't. Yeah. But but you know, they're that top six with Nico Hirscher, who now, and I'm sorry, Kyle. Um, I know Bergeron has re- retired with the Selkie yeah, Award. Yeah, yeah. He sure could definitely be uh, a nominee, uh, a nominee this year. So I'm looking forward to the uh, New Jersey Devils because definitely goaltending is one question. But when you have Luke Hughes coming in, he can definitely, definitely make an impact. So I'm looking forward to it. And Jack, Jack is just dynamic. He's fun to watch. So it's going to be fun to watch. Now, in terms of Michkov, uh, the debate versus Dimov, um, what I'm going to say is that it's almost comparable to some sunlight, and people don't harp on me, to the Alexander Ovechkin versus Malkin debate. They each came in the That's year, fair. one year That's after fair. the other, you know, and but if you look at their careers, both great possibly Hall of Fame careers, but who would you prefer to take Evan on your team? Do you prefer Alexander Ovechkin or do you prefer Malkin? Because I would say Malkin. And the fact that he was not selected for the top 100 players in the last century yeah, breaks that was... my heart because he is very underrated. And I know he yeah. doesn't sit in Crosby, but he finally had a full healthy season last year. And I'm wondering what the Pittsburgh Penguins are going to do because they're one of the older teams and they picked up Carlson in that massive trade this summer. What's going to happen? But yeah, Danny Malkin, that's a good, that's a good comparison. He's not, he's not a scorer. And the thing with Michkov, he's more of a- He can score, man. He's got a shot on him. He's got a snapshot. But he plays the wings. So you need to have a good center. No, he's a centerman. He's a centerman. He plays wing like, yeah. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I thought you were talking about Malkin. My apologies. (laughs) You're wrong yeah. already? Jeez, we haven't even been an hour into the show and you're wrong. I'm saying Michkov. Who is going to be the center in Philadelphia? Maybe Jamie Basco. You guys can check him out. He's got some great insight into the Philadelphia Flyers organization. Who is going to be a center? Because I know Sean Couturier would be great, but I know that he's struggled with health yeah. concerns. So will he be that center for him or will they bring somebody else up, right? Who knows? Yeah. It's definitely nope, going to be interesting. That, that's definitely a great point. That's a great point, you know, with that. So, hey, on a side note, um, I don't know if you know that, but this year, start watching some players and look at their skates. So you've seen some fancy looking white skates and stuff. You know how a goaltender in hockey will have goalie pads to show his personality, he gets to design them, uh, and then he gets his helmet as well. And they, So that's one of the reasons a lot of people like to be a goaltender. They may not be good. But that's why they like it. Hockey skates. Uh, so there's some things coming out. Could there be some fancy little things like they do special jerseys? Could they be doing something with a test run in the AHL with skates where they get to design what's ever on their skate? Whether it's a bear for if you're a Bruins team or whether it's uh, something that represents you maybe as like Oli the goalie back in the day. But something on your skates as a defenseman or as forward. So I, I find that kind of interesting. It could really show the personality of uh, the players, but I mean, I don't know, man, to get through uh Batman and the team, that might be a little tough. What are you talking about advertising and more advertising on skates? I think not Batman advertising be, uh... personality, personality, man, not advertising. Well, they have colorful skates. Now I think Alexander Ovechkin has uh... design design. I'm talking like pictures and, and uh, oh, stuff like that, that are designed. I don't see it being a problem. I don't see why that would be a distraction. Well, I, I, I think if you have something that doesn't maybe blend the team, I'm just worried the teams are not going to like it. You know how well, maybe you so have much parameters control. of what you can do. I mean, I can understand yeah. having parameters of like, you have to stay within the team's colors or within the parameters of what's acceptable by each team. That's, that's kind of garnered. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I think you can make it work. I, I don't see the problem. Yeah, I don't have yeah. some f- fancy sticks, but uh, yeah. I don't know. That's true. Okay, Ray, you're uh, saying you get the sense the Devils would prefer Akita have one more year to develop. Um, yeah. The move for a goaltender, yes, yes, I 100% agree, Ray. Um, I'm still sticking to my prediction that Hellebuck's going to uh, to the yeah. New Jersey Devils. That's that's uh, my bold prediction for the for the season by the trade so, deadline. So. Uh, Something and and I think that's a pretty safe prediction based on a couple things. Um, them clearing cap space, so watch how, if they try to keep being careful with their cap space throughout the year, so they'll have enough at trade deadline for someone like Hellebuck. Um, as well, and I could see if they're doing it about two weeks, three weeks before the trade deadline. But but 
Um, in the meantime, if another player comes available on a team that's dropping quick, because there's no possibility they're going to be able to sign without getting rid of some salary, though, that's, that's going to be the problem. But I, I, I could definitely see them making a run, and I think that Hellebuck would like that run for a chance at a Stanley Cup. Uh, I got, I got one more for you, and and, and he's hey, already got more term and cheaper, cheaper amount. John Gibson out in Anaheim. Keep an eye on him. Okay, Ray. Ray, do you think that that would be one that uh, that you would like as a fan of the Devils if uh, they could put something together on that? I think he'd be a good that. fit there too, right? Because okay. Anaheim's rebuilding, and John Gibson, whether or not he agrees or not, because I know he's yeah. rescinded some of the comments, but he definitely uh, would like to be on a more competitive team because Anaheim struggled last year. So it's definitely interesting. Let's talk Evan Toronto. Yeah, let's do it. I want to know. What your thoughts are on Austin Matthews sticking around for four more years at 13 plus million? Can I just put that on pause and say something just uh, as, as an honor? Um, so this summer, we know uh, if you haven't been following, Rodion Amirov uh, passed away. Uh, yes. He was he, he was facing cancer. There was things that affected uh, regarding tumors and stuff. Um I just want to say this guy was amazing. Uh, I we had him on my revs lift a couple of years ago. Um, I was really excited to see where his future. And then when the news came out, I don't know, was it a year and a half ago, two years ago, um, about him going through some struggles. Um, this is the thing that they said. He was so thoughtful that he only thought of other people, even though he was quite uh, ill. He did not whine. He would fight through the pain without even saying anything to anyone and he faced each day with a smile. And, you know, he did all that in his last uh, six months, even though he had lost his eyesight, this guy really couldn't even walk. And yet he had that positive attitude. So I, I just want to say to the family, the friends, the fans and the, the people's loss, I feel your loss too. I mean, the guy it, it's, it, I remember, uh, was it what? And, and I might have the name wrong. Was it Alexei Shirnikov? Uh, there was another young fellow who was a Rangers draft pick, a high-end draft pick yes. that yeah. passed away. I think it was a heart attack on the ice or something. Yeah. I apologize if I got that wrong, folks. Uh, but, I mean, when these things happen, and it just it's in the light more. But sometimes we forget, and I just like to take that moment and remember yeah, that as we go into the season. So, yeah, exactly. I mean, the, they, it, they're, they're missing an incredible player that could have even put them over the top at an elite-level contract. But you know what? It doesn't matter because we're talking about life. So, okay. Uh, going from that into Austin Matthews, uh, the contract. There's no easy transition from that, but we're just no, do no. It. Yeah, we'll, we'll do, we'll do our best. So all, all our love to the Amaro family. Um, so say, saying that, yeah. So Austin Matthews, man, uh, this, this guy is so strategic in everything he does. This guy's smart. Now I have no idea. I haven't not followed Austin Matthews off the ice. What kind of degree does he have? Because I'm the sure degree he's got of a making degree. a lot of good money. So he knows how to do his business. He had full intention fans of non Matthews fans. He had full attention to resign. He just wants to maximize. This guy found a way to maximize his first contract and he's found a way to maximize his second contract. And he's going to be young enough that he's still going to be able to maximize 30. a third contract. And 30. so, uh, yeah, th- eight years. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, and he, and you know what? Long as he is what he is today, he he's going to be able to max out again, and especially with the salary cap increased in Even another if he five gets years, eight to eight to ten million in his next contract, which he can take. I mean, I don't think oh, he will. But well, imagine. eight to ten, eight to ten million would be like taking three and a half million now. You yeah. know, when you're talking well, in like, another that's, five that's years, right? Saying. He knows. Yeah. I oh, honestly man. think he handcuffed the Leafs as much as Leafs hated. Really? Granted, you could definitely I, make a case of like, well, he didn't sign an eight-year thing, but but he's still a leap for the next five years because, as people recall, he still got one more year on his regular eleven so, point uh, uh, eleven point eight three or whatever it is million dollar contract, okay, and then it kicks let, in the year after. Okay, so that that's fair. So let's ask this question uh, to, to so guys, if you're following us right now, so we want to ask you this question. If, if, okay, guys, if Austin Matthews is not worth what he signed for, because I heard you say that he he kind of, he, he put them in a bad place. Is there any team that would not want to pay him that kind of dollar other than stuck because of their uh, salary cap? Like which team wouldn't pay him that kind of money? 
Like, I don't think it's a bad deal. Most most teams would pay him that. Maybe a little bit more if it's a competitive team trying to get, you know, uh, under the cap to make sure that they're competitive in the playoffs. Right. The problem is not every team has a superstar that is one of the best goal scorers and has more goals per game than Alexander Ovechkin in the last four years. So that's that's right. the thing. You're paying for goal scoring, which is a premium in this league, and he can score. And he had a measly 40-plus goals last year, and that was – people scoffed at that, whereas most players to get 40 goals is a big deal. So the fact yeah. that he had 60 the year before and 40 this year – that's 100 goals in two two seasons, Evan. That's pretty That's pretty damn good. I'm not going to lie. You know, I, I'm, so. I'm still going to say right now, people might not like it, but I would put him right now um, on par with Alexander Ovechkin of four years ago. Yes. That's where I would put him as a goal scorer, you yeah. know, right now. The downside is that he has consistently struggled with types of injuries, and it's not all the same which is good for the the Leafs that we're not talking about back injuries or things that are really tough to come back from. It's just a matter of, you know, fluke or um, he doesn't play a heavy game. So some people are concerned about that, but yeah, I, I, I don't think that they're handcuffed. He's still under his old contract this year. Then it kicks in. I think that the handcuffed was because they like the Oilers had planned all their finances based on an increase during the pandemic and it never happened. And which, so which, they I ended mean, up in a bad situation. That sometimes that situation can happen. So it's that's yeah, no exactly. fault of the player, of of the of the team, of the league. I mean, it's, nobody expected so, the league to stop for what it what it did with COVID. So. Exactly. So Nylander. So there's talk uh, about a team in the West. It's kind of been leaked that the team that there was possible trade had to do with Clayton Keller and Wheelam. Wheelam. <laughs> Nylander, William Nylander. Um, Don't make me correct uh, you, Evan. <laughs> oh, man, you'd love to do that. You'd love to do that. It's your only chance to be right. So uh, <clears throat> so I, I I have no idea if it was true or not. There didn't seem to be enough credence to that. Um, there might have been some talks, just like there's lots of talks around trade deadlines. But yeah. I don't I, I don't think that he's looking to go if he does get traded. Uh, he either wants the free agent market to decide himself, or if he goes somewhere, he wants to go to a contender. And the only thing that keeps coming back to me, because they will have to do something, and I don't know with their new signings and the new players they signed in the offseason, you know, I, I keep coming back to Calgary and Noah Hannafin. That yeah. that's the now that's me connecting my own dots and other people talking. There's there's no not, nothing's valid. Nothing's been. Rumored. Well, he's got one more year left. You know? So it's not like they have to do well, anything. That, well, years. they both have, right? They both have one year. That would be the yes, reason. But right? Matthews so. is done. And oh. they were waiting for Matthews. The auto- he was their priority. Calgary, okay. It's Highlight. Interesting. And, and, you know, we're, we're impressed. With, alert. You know, doot, what? Doot, doot, doot. The Senators have just signed Jake Sanderson. Oh, <laughs> big deal. Big deal. What's the contract? So, uh, I, I did. I just came up on my newsflash. So if anyone's looking, you can or you can check it out in a minute. So sorry for interrupting you on the newsflash. No, no. What's the what's the contract here? You're not even gonna you're gonna spill the beans. No, no, no. I I, I don't have it actually accessible. It just showed oh, up on my phone. Eight point zero five million per year. AAV. Eight, eight years for eight million a year. Oh, oh! Damn. Choke me, choke me for a guy that's barely played in the NHL. Okay, guys, I know that's kind of crazy. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, uh, Ray, you say, how long are you going to let four players take up a huge chunk of your salary cap? Clearly, it's not working. Well, Ray, as I, I agree, said, I though, agree with Ray. It hasn't worked. But, You've tried but it, it. And I'm surprised that the only factor this year that they was uh, that yeah. they got rid of was Kyle Dubas. Because I don't think they re-signed Sheldon Keith. They yeah. re-signed Austin Matthews. They still have Marner, who's up next year, who's going to be an yeah. RFA. Like, yeah. You know, well, they John Tavares has two more years, and no one's so, trading that contract. I, 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 I'm going to say that them signing Max Domi and um, oh, Tyler Bertuzzi. Uh, Bertuzzi, I think goes and a long John way. John Klingberg was another one for a yeah. while. And, and, and John, yeah, I'm a and little Ryan skeptical on John. Three, yeah. four years yeah. at three and, million. I, I don't like the, what they're giving, but I think as a fan of the team, if you're talking about a winning team, it's not up to us on the cap unless we're getting yeah. excuses because of the cap, right? Um, with it, so I mean, again, the salary cap was be it was what it was because of the here's pandemic. My, so here's my thing, though, and I'm surprised. And Connor Brown is a prime example of this in Edmonton. 
Edmonton's yes. at the cap, pretty much. Uh, you know, I know yeah. they had to re-sign Bouchard Uh-oh. and Cloud Uh-oh. and a few other players. You're not but, going there, are you? No, 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 okay. no. I just I, I want to talk about just in general. But they signed Connor Brown for a very cheap, cheap contract, very bonus heavy. Why don't more teams who are at the against the cap do this? Is there something against that? Go ahead. Yeah, okay. yeah, there is. Uh, actually, um, why, why don't we come back with, well, I, I'll just mention it. So next week, we'll give them all the specifics. So there is, no, no, I, I don't have all the facts in front of me right now. So what it is, a player has to have only played so many games to be eligible at, um, and so because of his injury, it made him eligible. There's very few p- players that are available like Connor Brown in his situation. Him and yes. there was one other player this year. So that we need to bring that to light, though. There's not many players but, that can do but that. What I mean, and I, I know that criteria that you're referring to. What I'm saying is that I'm That's not saying pay every player. I'm not saying pay every player eight hundred twenty-five thousand or one million or, or like Blake Wheeler, who signed for eight hundred fifty thousand in New New York for the Rangers, right. and like that's one of the best probably deals all summer, regardless of how right. he plays. Yes, that's leadership. You can play on the wing, top line, bottom line, whatever. He's uh, interchangeable, right? Just because of right. how versatile Blake Wheeler is. What I'm saying is that more teams need to get a little bit more creative and be like, you know what? Sure, instead of five million, I'll give you three million, but there's more bonus included, or there's this perk included. Right. I really think teams need to be a bit more smart and savvy when it comes to that because that's, that's what. Yeah, and I, I think that, but the, uh, to be fair, though, just in in saying that, yeah, I can't believe that eight point oh five uh, for a total of sixty four point four million as Frank Zabrelli. Uh, Show your displeasure, Evan, please. Oh man, tell me oh, how you geez. really feel. Yeah, it's, it's well, it's just these. You're on, not paying like, anymore for what was performed like back in the day, like yeah. the Drew Dowdy's, like the Patrick Kane's, like the Jonathan. And, Mays, I, did, and I for what yeah. the future is. And I didn't like that either. Like I like to give players. I actually am okay with the shorter contracts, but um, I wish that they didn't have as much leverage the players as they actually have for the teams. Because then, as fans, you're gonna cry for the billionaires now, the owners that own these teams. Oh, no, billionaires. So, (laughs) just just to show you guys the kind of person that Pavel is. All he's thinking about is the billionaires. What he's not thinking about about is billionaires. No, yeah, yeah, you're worried about the millionaires, and then you yeah. could, yeah, yeah, and you're worried, but you're worried about them. And I'm sitting here thinking about the fans, and you have no care about the fans. The fans are the ones who lose out. So when a player moves, I don't care about the billionaires. I don't care about the millionaires. I care about me, the fan, and I think the people that are listening care about that too. They want a player that sticks. So, um, just an offset in the CFL right now in Canada in their football league. They are failing, and the one reason that they're failing is because they're not actually thinking about the fans. Players move from team to team to team to team, and you need players that stick around for years. The uh, CFL right, is, right. A, is a beast of its own that needs a No, nice no, but it's the same thing in the NHL. Players are moving everywhere. However, Ray says, I, I just want to win. He says, I, yeah. I, of course, I feel of like course you disagree. Winning, winning feels good. Just you know ask what? The Golden Pe- Vegas Knights. They feel hey, wait, real good wait. this summer. People that don't understand the game of hockey always disagree. That's just the way it goes. <laughs> okay, let's move over for a moment. I had to get that in, eh? Um, let Let's move over for a minute and uh, talk about a couple other little things. Um, Brad May. Now, I don't know if you guys ever heard the Brad May story. His son Tyler, in the last days when he was with the Detroit Red Wings. He was, uh, there was a father's trip coming up and uh, Brad May would, you know, being, being an older fella, he wasn't looking to have his dad there. He asked if he could bring his son, Tyler, Tyler May with him on that trip. What was interesting. Now, a lot of people are down on Mike Babcock, but I'm going to tell you the story goes that Mike Babcock called him and his son to come down to the ice surface on the day of practice. And then let him know that he needed him to bring his equipment. Brad had no idea why. So he got his equipment and Mike Babcock said, hey, you're lining up at center for Zetterberg and Datsuk. And he got to play a scrimmage for a few shifts with Datsuk and Zetterman. Uh, I mean, could you imagine? So I just want you guys to recognize when you call out coaches or people or how bad they are. They're actually pretty good human beings. 
all you hear is one story. So I, so I just want to bring that back. Oh, you. There's, yeah, you, you. there's I have a gripe um, with some organizations hiring certain coaches, and I'm looking at the Lethbridge uh, team that just hired Bill Peters. I don't think he okay. should have been hired on at all. I think there's a reason why some coaches don't make it. There are coveted jobs, 32 okay. jobs as head coaches, and they deserve to be the best of the best. I'm not saying yeah. Matt, but Mike Babcock is a bad coach. I'm saying the way he approached some of the players, including <laughs> Mitch Marner, wasn't the best of things. And okay, can hey, hold that thought. About what, what it was and how he approached it. But when you make your player assess other te your teammates of how good yeah, they yeah, did yeah. and do that list, that's not the best. Has he learned from mistakes? Yes. Are there greater grievances? Yes. Should he get another chance? We'll see what happens in Columbus because there's definitely okay. going to be a lot of pressure so, in Columbus. Did, did I, I hear right? Say, not every coach is this great <laughs> human being. Some are hard A, you know, double S salt, uh, signs, you know, but you got to really <laughs> put the pedal to the metal. Are you, you, are, you, are, you, are you saying some of them are SH hockey stick T? <laughs> I mean, um, look at Joe Quinville so, and the whole Kyle Beach situation. You know, it's, oh, it's not a... Well, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, Evan, no, no, can, no, no, no. You can no, no. you want. Oh, man. You got... You, 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 I guess you have insight, do you? You you know personally everything that happened in Chicago. You know that you were there in the dressing room. You know that Patrick Kane and Jonathan Tays and, and, and no, Duncan Keith. And, you know. You're talking oh, about building a dynasty. Yeah. And yeah, you know yeah. what's going on. Like every I other know. fan. Like every other fan. You know everything. No, that, no, no. Just, just like that guy's got a bad problem. attitude. You're not in the no, dressing room, no. man. You're not he there. Wants to get yeah, back to yeah, yeah. Gary Bettman yeah. has vetoed it thus far or hasn't really commented. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, we, we've ahead. never, yeah, we've never agreed. Anyway, I, I actually wasn't going to interrupt you. I just wanted to say I, and ask you to verify did you call him Mike Badcock or Mike Bab Babcock? <laughs> I thought you called him Mike Badcock. Uh, purposely saying okay. he's a bad worst, coach. Worst dad pun ever. From one dad to another. Worst dad pun ever. That is not Get used to it, buddy. Get used to it. Ro yeah. Rowan's going to grow up uh, hearing all those jokes, man. Listen oh, to man. your jokes. It's, it's going to be mad. <laughs> okay. Um, so let, let's uh, move over a little bit to talking about the hiring and some coaches. Uh, so all interesting. Right. The Sharks with Mike Greer um, will we'll come to – the story of Eric Carlson in just a moment before I go there and you can get us started and lead that if you want. Uh, but two guys were hired in San Jose. Ryan yes. Miller is now the goaltending coach. He yes. also finished part of his career there. Thomas yes. Vanek, who was also is the amateur scout over the Minnesota territory hired by Mike Greer. Um, we know that Tyler Wright is out. And Jeff Jackson, new president of hockey operations, has brought his own guys in, even on the video coach. Um, this is a normal practice in hockey circles. And don't fool yourself. It's a practice. Uh, we were just talking off air, which we won't get into. But it's a practice to hire the people you know. It really is, right? It isn't just hockey. So when you see that going on, you know what, guys? Uh, as much as you like to say it's the fair world, it's not a fair world. So suck it up. Uh, Canada's not being held hostage by Batman. Get rid of your conspiracy theories. Uh, but Batman likes the U.S. teams better. I do believe that. <laughs> okay. Does let, he have favorites? Yes. You can't tell me humans don't have favorites. Does a parent have a favorite child? Of course they do. They love them equally. But do they have a favorite? Yes, they do. So, so I, I, I will say this. I will say this. Being a parent of three and a grandparent of 14 now, um, I will say this. There are favorites, and I tell my kids this, and I tell my grandkids this. My favorite is who's ever nicest to me and likes doing what I like doing. Um, and if you think about it growing up, right, even look at your sibling, if you're like, oh, they favored my sibling, it's probably because you're always complaining or you're always saying, why do I have to do this? And so the kid that sucks up to the parent is actually the kid that's more liked and or gets in less trouble. There's a reason that there's a favorite, man. And in the coaches, there is reasons why these players who are not as good get to be favorites sometimes, or they know them from somewhere else and they trust them. Maybe that's why. I'm just going to make a disclaimer to the fans here, to people watching. I am never going to suck up to Evan because I do not want to be his favorite. I will continue <laughs> to drive that wrench 
this is not something I agree. You're the firstborn. You're the firstborn. Has been a great goaltender throughout his career. You know, he's played through a few different cities. Buffalo, one of the bigger ones, but he played in San Jose, you know. And the problem with San Jose is, apart from the rebuild, um, they really do need goalies. And they really lack any goalie prospects. So I think really that's what Ryan Miller's being brought in to to assist with and really, like, build build a winning culture. And it helps. It helps to have players that recently played the game know it, can help. Uh, shelter and bring these kids in and kind of transition them to the NHL. You know, and both these guys have a lot of experience. They bring a lot of character and leadership. You bring that in, you're building a winning culture. And Mike Greer, he's he's trying to do the right thing and steer the ship, you know. That yeah. being said, it's interesting to note that Doug Wilson was just brought back, but for the Pittsburgh Penguins as an advisor there, um, for the organization. Sorry, sorry so, I missed that. I missed that. I was looking Doug at Wilson, someone texting. Doug Wilson, the former GM okay. oh. of, uh, what's it called? So he stepped away for health reasons. Yeah. the San yep. Jose being the, a long-tenured, I think, uh, 13 plus years as a GM for the San Jose Sharks, has now stepped back because he stepped away for, for personal yeah. reasons, for health reasons, yeah. has now been hired on by Cal Dubas in Pittsburgh. So it's definitely an interesting take because now this team also traded Eric Carlson with that three-way trade with Montreal. And so now we have Eric Carlson finally gone after a great 101-point uh, season for the San Jose Sharks on a very struggling team. So it's pretty impressive. Yeah, Going to an already older but still competitive Pittsburgh team who Absolutely. just lost out of the playoffs by a little bit. So the question I have That's for you is, does Pittsburgh make the playoffs? Are they better with Eric yeah. Carlson? And B, did Mike Greer get enough back for what he uh, wanted for uh, Eric Carlson. Eric Carlson, right, exactly. Um, you know, uh, I- interesting enough, so I actually went back and I checked our last three shows when I was doing some clips for our new intro and stuff like that and some of our arguments that we had uh, to put throw them up there. And by the, by the way, guys, if you haven't got to, make sure when we finish off or when we start, check out our, our clips uh, and our music is by Penny Billionaire, um, an electronic hard rock uh, band out of Arizona in Phoenix. They have incredible stuff. Go check them out on YouTube, uh, Spotify, anywhere else out there. Um, so anyway, interesting enough, though, um, at the end of the season, you and I had this debate about the Penguins because I was saying they are still a competitive playoff team and that they barely missed out. You know, it was just a couple bad games. And that's how I finished the season on my estimate. And now if you take how I, I believe at the end of the year and you had Eric Carlson and you add uh, Riley into that mix, uh, there was a couple other players. We're going to talk to Locked On Penguins there with, uh, with, uh, with, um, oh, Hunter uh, over there with the Penguins group, and I, I'm, I think he's going to tell you the same. They are older, which means their space is limited. But I essentially think their window. I don't think they're the upper echelon of competitor, but with those guys that they have right now, if they can hold them together for two, three years, and if the cap does go up as suspected over the next two years to be able to free up some space, I think that they have a good shot at at least getting to a final again. Um, We'll talk about the East not being the beast, in my opinion. Um, but let, let, let's did, put did it at this. people complain about the Pacific being the weakest, uh, weakest yeah. division? And yet, let, we're the Stanley Cup champions? So, let, let, in fact, let, let's go back to that next week. Let's go back. Let's talk about the power. Where does the power lie in the teams in the West and the, and the East there? So, anyway, so bringing Eric Carlson in, um, I am shocked. I am so tired of hearing places in place like, and we've heard it. We've heard it in Edmonton. Uh, we've heard it in uh, e- Carolina. even Carolina. Carolina we, we, we hear all these teams saying, Oh, we don't got cap. Oh, we don't got cap. The bloody New York Rangers, the Philadelphia Flyers, the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Toronto Maple Leafs, they are all finding ways. To, everyone said Eric Carlson was untradeable unless they absorb 30%, at least 30, 40% of that salary. It didn't matter. They did, got what they wanted out from the contract. I think this was about real dollars to the ownership. That's what I think this was about because they got fleeced when it comes to getting something of quality for your Norris Trophy winning defenseman. Um, and I, I, I'm just going to say this. Kyle Dubas had a good offseason. He had a good offseason in my books. Now, 
Who knows what's going to happen? Does he learn from some of his mistakes? I don't know. But the guy is good at doing business and knows how to work around. And I think a few other GMs need to stop making excuses and they got to be a little bit more creative out there. So, yes, they got fleeced. Do you think I, they got uh, fleeced? I would say that they, they picked up the better player, the current player that's more active. We'll see how it turns out. I mean, you're looking at the trade still now, how it affected uh, Ottawa versus uh, San Jose when they traded Carlson there for the first time and how Stutzla has turned out. And Jake yeah. Sanderson, I believe, was one of the other picks that was involved in that trade. I mean, it was the pick, right, who ended up yeah. being Jake Sanderson. Um, so I think Pittsburgh wins in the immediate run, although, you know, their cupboards are a little bit flat, so they're going to need some picks in the future if they're going to rebuild. But when you have Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin, you're going to compete. My exactly. one critique of Pittsburgh this year and Cal Dubas Let's is the Tristan Jari signing, or Tristan Yari, as you want to say it. It's yeah, the it's like, five come on, what's up? Five, it's the Jack Campbell deal, and I don't like it. It's too much for a goalie that is injury-ridden. I don't know if you can ride the hot hand. And they've lost Casey DeSmith. And I know they picked up Alex Nedeljkovic because he's going to be there as the backup. But I don't know if that's good enough to be competitive. And that back end is a little older. The other thing is Ty Smith really didn't work out for them. He's been not good. Ryan Graves is now there. And he was picked up from New Jersey. Ray knows about this. Is Ryan Graves the top four guy? Probably. People don't like that contract. I think it's pretty solid. I think it's pretty good. So you've got Marcus Pedersen, Chris Letang, um, Eric Carlson, and Ryan Graves as your top six. Or your top four, sorry. Is that good enough to be competitive? Right. Most likely. But, and they also got um, Riley Smith from the Vegas Golden Knights who just won a cup. So you've got another yeah, um, Riley's great. veteran coming in. Is that going to be good enough? But. As, I don't know if you've heard, Evan, they, they indicated that um, Jake Gensel has been injured and he's going to be injured for a while going into the season, starting the season. So that's a big loss. Wow. Uh, yeah, I didn't actually, I hadn't heard about the Getzel thing. That is a huge loss. Um, I, I just want to mention, I, I know when it comes to the injury part for Tristan uh, playing goal there, one of the things that we got to understand is he has a 914 save percentage. He actually is pretty good last. And I think the injuries, when you're constantly coming back as a goalie, whether you're dealing with your hip, uh, whether you're dealing with a groin injury, um, if it's your femur, like, I mean, any of those things are huge on your lower body, especially. And if it's a back issue, so one of the, or, or even a concussion, because that's another, I remember Ryan Miller was never the same after that concussion, um, you know, and, and at least in my opinion. And so looking at it, I mean, he's got over 200 games. He's got a 265 and a 914 save percentage. And I look at that save percentage. His, I mean, the guy has 117 wins, 60 losses. And to get $5 million a year over five years, I don't actually think that that's bad. But I think you're gambling because he's never played more than 58 games. That yeah. is the concern. But, before, but here's their playoff record. Yeah. Missed last year. Uh, the year before that, lost in the first round. Before that, lost in the first round. Before that, yeah. lost in the qualifying round versus yeah. Montreal, if you recall. And yeah. then 2018 was the lost in the semifinals because they won only one round. And prior to that, they won back-to-back -back cups. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. That's a lot of miles on the body. Okay, okay. That, but but the last four. Okay, so the, the last, last four. four so, the, so um, not the last four. Sorry, the last two are only where he played more than 60% of the games. So that's not on him. The last two years are on him, but the previous years are not. He was not their main goalie. That's important to look at. The goalie before that was the goalie who ended up going to Ottawa, then left Ottawa. And who is that? And Matt Murray. Went to yes, it was Matt Murray. And yet Murray won cups, right? Um, and and that, that's the thing. It's so yeah. easy to destroy confidence in a goalie, but it's also easy to build them up and see turnarounds. That's why we saw guys like Devin Dubnik back in the day and, and different players. So just changing it up, giving them more confidence along the line, I think can make a huge difference, um, you know, with it. So, Hey, why don't we go to a little bit of different news? Um, I'm just looking sure. at our time, dude, and we're down to six minutes left in our show. <laughs> As always, never enough yeah. time. And so, um, so and um, remember, guys, to like, share, and subscribe. Give us a follow on YouTube. Go check out our articles. We want more subscribers on YouTube. Uh, Facebook, yeah, we're always looking it. for followers. Give us a follow. Give us a like. We appreciate on this video. It really helps and goes a long way. 
Yeah, absolutely, guys. Um, by the way, uh, unless you've heard something in the last 24 hours, Thomas Tatar, uh, he has Still not signed, signed anywhere. So no. let, let, let's finish with this discussion. What teams could look at, like, I don't think he's going to do a PTO. I don't think he's willing to right now. I think he just wants a straight contract. He doesn't want to go through that process. What I've been told is there's a stigma to PTOs because once you get a PTO, unless you outperform your contract or something, you're probably always looking at a PTO from that point on. It's like saying it's the end of a career. Um, and so I, I really wonder if he's doing everything he can and saying, hey, if there's an injury <laughs> during training camp or something, does he wait it out? Because um, if you look at his year, Last, he scored 20 goals and had 48 points last season. And he yeah. still has no contract. The Devils, yeah. yeah, I mean, so uh, I don't know if Ray's still around right now. Um, you know, but uh, oh, by the he's, way, I just he's not back. going back to the Devils. Uh, hang on here. Uh, I didn't see it. I'm tired of this nonsense about back. He's a great coach and guys don't want to play for him because he's too tough on guys to pick up. Uh, pick up your girly Nancy. <laughs> okay, Ray. <laughs> so, uh, Ray, what, what do you think's happening with Tatar? Um, th this is one of the things that I, I'm really, uh, I'm, I, I'm really concerned. Like, is there something that they know? Is it just because there's no salary and everybody lined their teams in? And no, I think, I think he wants too much cash. I think he's not willing to settle for okay. less than probably two and a half to three and a half million. I think he's looking for it and very few teams can afford it right now. But everybody's going to be out. Just a, a top six guy or top nine guy who can score. Um, you know, you look at Vancouver over the cap, yeah. you look at Toronto over the cap, Edmonton over yeah. the cap, you look at New Jersey yeah. over the cap, Carolina over the cap, <laughs> maybe, maybe Washington, they could use definitely a goal scorer and they, they're still competitive to, to make the playoffs with Alexander Ovechkin and everything going on there. Do you have a fly around you? Is that what's happening? You're no, just... no, it's over my cap. It's over my cap. Oh, it's over the cap. Okay. <laughs> terrible dad joke. Terrible. So, you know, what team actually has the, the, the means? Cause Teams will sign a guy for a million or less, like a Blake Wheeler, but does he want to take that less and, and play? Maybe. Yeah, that's what I think. And Ray is saying he wants too much money for a bottom guy. I, I agree. Like, I, don't, can, can, I think he wants to play top six can, minutes or at least can, top nine. Okay, Maybe, can I ask think this? About, you know who I'm going to consider? What about Nashville? They could use that extra scoring depth. Okay. Could they go okay. it? And they can be competitive yeah. in the central. Because really, great. Colorado, they're set in their top six. Like, think about whoever their top six or top yeah. nine are. Where could are Arizona, could Arizona be a landing point, too? Winnipeg doesn't like guys without term. They don't like saying signing guys yeah. to a, a just one-year contracts. They like guys with yeah. term. So well, I think Tatar Winnipeg. wants term. Tatar wants term, too, if he can get it. He wants to solidify. That's the thing. So, Ottawa, so he, they just signed. We just made you. Yeah. They're, they're at the cap. They, they don't have the so, so all the Canadian teams are out. Montreal, maybe. So, Montreal's yeah. the team. But okay, so so here's here's the thing, man. Um, Tatar, I, I know Ray that you're saying he's not a top six, and I'm not literally disagreeing with you, but what what I guess I'm wondering here is the guy scored 48 points and got 20 goals. That's not a bottom six to me. That that's a guy who's like uh around a number six on a wing, you know. Yeah. It's just to, to get that many points on a third line is crazy. Um, but but I don't I, I actually agree. I think he's the perfect third line guy. He he'd be a great guy to give you 35, 40 points on your third line. Um, but he's also not a big guy. And that's yeah. one of the things that is I know a but concern. he doesn't get injured that often. He's pretty so. good. He's pretty consistent but, when it but comes that, to that. But you know, another but one he doesn't go to the hard places third cup and is willing to give up his iron streak, and yet nobody has signed him yet. Vegas hasn't repeated on mm -hmm. signing him. You know the one team that I yeah. consider it, and I know that they've been linked to Patrick Kane, Buffalo yeah. Sabres. Even though they have high-end goal-scoring talent, they yeah. could bring a Thomas Tatar in and be competitive and maybe potentially make the playoffs this year. Wow. That's one team that I could see them uh, compete. Yeah. But there's rumblings, Evan. I'm going to tell you a little bit yeah, of inside yeah, let's knowledge do it. that people may not know. Yeah. There is rumblings that Rasmus Dahlin may re-sign because he's coming up for eight years fully with the Buffalo Sabres around 10.5 to $11 million per year. What are your what? thoughts on that? Yeah. The okay. defenseman, Rasmus Dahlin. It's called, it's, it's called uh, uh, 747. It just went over my head. Are you serious? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I struggle with these contracts that I think get out of control for cost effectiveness. And that's why there's no loyalty 
in the sport of hockey because you have to get out of the cap and it's just a part and players know it. They're hurt. They deal with it. Gretzky dealt with it. Other players have been dealing with it since the eighties. It is what it is. Uh, and you're, you're stuck with it. So you got to live with it. But I think that this is also why players just say, give me the best dollar I can. And then you buy me out. There's players that get bought out. So they go to a new contract, sign a longer term, get bought out, go to another contract, you know? Uh, and they think that a few of us know. And so, uh, in the end, I, I get it. You know what? You're, everything's an estimate. And what you're looking for, man, is you are looking to put yourself in a situation where you're hoping that these young guys like Jake Sanderson for the Sens, uh, where guys... Everyone even is when they, looking at the dry side of contract. Yeah, and exactly. And Nathan McKinnon. McKinnon also. Nathan McKinnon was the That's same true. on his first contract. Yeah. yeah they're, they're, the and you know what? That's what happened with Taylor Hall, Jordan Eberle, and Ryan Nugent Hopkins back in the day. It didn't pan out like they thought but they gave them really high contracts early on, hoping to sign them up and that they would be that top line. When really that entire line really in essence would have been your second line on a really good team. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you know what it is, what it is they were credible players along that way. So anyway, man, we've hit our time today. Um, yeah. What do you guys say? Throw your last thought. I'm looking uh, forward to the season. It's been exciting. I'm happy to be back. It's It's been a busy and fun summer. I did enjoy the break with the family and just being out. And uh, it was weird not being on uh, online on uh, Wednesday nights. It felt kind of uh, empty in my life. So I did miss you, Evan. So let's say that. I'll give you one compliment <laughs> through the night. But no, it's fun. Um, please, guys, remember to like, share, subscribe. Uh, give us your boldest prediction for the season. Make sure to write to us. Let us know your yeah. thoughts about anything, what you want to talk about, what you want to hear about on the show, people you think would be great uh, to be interviewed or have some great insights. We love hearing from you guys. Um, again, we thank to all our sponsors, JR Web Design, Sports Empire, Penny Billionaire. Um, they're all incredible. Um, every one of you make this show possible and amazing. And we're looking forward to an incredible and a very engaging, very insightful, very dynamic, and very colorful, and a very, Evan is wrong about everything and can't pronounce <laughs> one name in the NHL season. So I'm looking forward to that. That's my rant. <laughs> it's a positive rant. And I hope everyone's enjoying their summer and had a great time. We look forward to getting back to it. I know uh, preseason starting up here soon, and I'm excited. You're well, I, 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 I just want to say, uh, if you're following us for the first time here today, uh, just recognize that when we do our content, we don't just talk NHL. We actually do talk more now. We we got Pavel. He loves everything NHL. He just focused on the pros. You'll see me dealing a lot with the juniors. Uh, and then Pavel will tap in here and there. Uh, I'll talk to you about KHL. I'll talk to you about SHL. Uh, we'll, we'll both have conversations around those, but we want to stimulate the conversation. 70% of what we cover is NHL because it's what's on your guys' minds. But knowing that we talk all things hockey, we bring sports on for hockey when it comes to ball hockey, when it comes to roller hockey. Uh, we'll talk about we'll talk about old street hockey stuff. Uh, we'll talk about getting in fights. We'll talk about everything that you guys can possibly think of. So what we need from you, you come on live. We engage with you. We'll have some shows this year dedicated to you guys coming on live, like a call-in show. So you guys can come in. You can talk whatever you want, and we'll give you a couple minutes. Uh, so well, you we can don't, actually we don't want to hear share. you say so. that Evan is right. If, if, if you're saying Evan <laughs> is right on the show, we're I'm going to make sure Evan hangs up. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so anyway let you guys know it's all things hockey man it's been another ring of ding dong dandy in the famous words of ed whalen so in the meantime and in between and in time the, keep your sticks on the ice stay safe we love you all cheers guys see you next wednesday 7 p.m mountain time to break the tide. I'll live, I'll die for what is right.